everybody, and welcome to episode 29 of the Foundation First Fitness Show with Bob Ack Owen. Uh, it's been a while since I recorded one of these. A lot of my episodes have been pre-recorded, so I'm just a little rusty getting back into it now. And today we are going to be discussing uh, something that I deal with quite often. It is injuries, but we're not going to be dealing with any specific injury. What I wanted to talk about was why individuals get injured. Now, there's a couple of reasons we will generally get injured. And what I don't want to do today is I don't want to trivialize any of these and basically say that these are the ones that are always going to happen. It's always one of these cases because let's face it, there's probably about a thousand different reasons you're going to be getting injured. But what we can do is we can pinpoint some of the major contributing factors and then essentially work out the likelihood of something else being the reason. So uh, there's there's a lot of a lot of those different factors all kind of play into each of these uh, specific reasons, but I'm going to try to separate them. And what I really want to go over today is talk about a few of the main reasons why this is happening. Um, and what I mean by that is I want to talk about the, I guess I wrote down one, two, three, four, five, five main reasons. I think I'm going to work them in descending order. So uh, likelihood of uh, likelihood of being the reason to a little less likely. And for each of those basically give you a almost a kind of a kind of template on how to get out of it. Not an exercise based template, but kind of understand how to work, get a workaround uh, around that specific issue and that specific cause. Um, and what that's going to do is that's might allow you, what that will do is probably allow you to get a better understanding of why those injuries are actually happening. And at the same time, give you an understanding of what you can do yourself to better prevent that, uh, those injuries from happening. So let's get into the first one. But before I do jump into that, I wanted to, uh, reach out to you guys and let you know that if you do have any questions for some upcoming Q and A's, shoot them out to me. I like doing these reminders just so that people feel that it's not like one of those things that you feel that you're you're bothering me or you're going to be bombarding me with questions. I love it when I get questions. It's actually a lot easier for me to come up with content when I do get these questions. Um, and also what I wanted to do was talk briefly about uh, some of the upcoming stuff I have on the dock. And I'm going to be putting together some guest guest speakers coming on here. I think it'd be really interesting to get some different opinions and get some different thought processes and ideologies. Uh, I'm just working through the current in season that we're in. We're still in, uh, we're still in July now, had really close to August. Basically the, we're in the last week when this goes up, but this is going up in the last, last day or two, if not first day of August. Uh, so it's, I can't remember what day we are anyway. Um, and so it's going to be a little more, it's going to be a little crazy right now as all of my guys are still kind of getting back, getting back into it. Some of them are kind of getting away. So it's going to free up a lot of time for me to be able to uh, schedule these people in because I know I have to work around their schedule. They have to work around my schedule so that we can always get this in and I'm not taking up too much of their time and uh, inconveniencing them in any way. So let's get right into it. The first one that I have, which I think is the, is, is a clear cut. Everybody knows this one. It's technique. Now, the reason I say the technique is probably the main contributing factor to an injury is because there's really two ways this can happen. There's two basic branches. The first one is 
your technique is bad, but you don't know it. Number two is you are not ready and that's why your technique is bad. So you're not ready to perform that exercise and that is why your technique is bad. Now, let me go over the first one. You don't know it. It's it's really interesting because I just created an Instagram post uh, that's going to be going up in a week or so, uh, probably in a week, uh, about you not knowing that you're in a bad position. And that really is interesting because a lot of us rely on things like mirrors, which is something I rely on, which is something I help. I want my clients to rely on so that they can be their own guide when they're not with me. Or uh, I use it to kind of give myself another vantage point when I am watching my clients work. It gives me the ability to kind of move around but still have an eye on a different angle so I can see if anything kind of uh, jumps out at me as they're going through the reps. Now, while that's great, what happens is we often forget about depth perception when we're when we are looking at the mirror we only see the you know the knee tucking in which is a huge issue so let's say a squat or a lunge your knee would tuck in um we might see rotation of the back we might see rotation of the hips we see foot alignment from being straight or being off to one side but what we don't see is the foot alignment with the other foot so for example if we're doing a squat generally if you're doing a back squat you're basically trying to back up a bit out of the rack you're trying to pay attention to what's going on in front of you but we Oftentimes, we don't look, oftentimes, sorry, don't look down and see where our feet are. And if our feet aren't perfectly in line, what might be happening is we don't notice that our feet are shifted. And then what's actually happening is instead of being straight on with the mirror, we're actually turned naturally because our feet are offset. We're actually slightly turned off to the side. But when we look in the mirror, we think that we're crooked, but we're not. We're actually straight. It's just we're not facing the mirror straight on. So the, it's it's basically a double-edged sword where you think you're straight because the mirror is giving you that guidance. But if you move, you're going to be, if you go with what your feet are telling you, you're crooked to the mirror. But if you turn towards the mirror, you're crooked with your feet. So it's really kind of playing with your, with your, I guess, kind of your, your perspective on that. So what you need to do is you need to make sure that you, you line up your feet with something that's straight on the ground. Now here at this, at my place, we've got, uh, these thick rubber mats that are all separated. So they're basically like six by four tiles. So we do have straight lines that are in front of the rack. And that's one of the reasons I set the racks up the way I did was to make sure that I had that straight line just on the outside of that rack so that when my athletes step back, they can quickly just jump up to there. They can give, give, give themselves a quick look and make sure that both their toes are lined up with the uh, with that line or they can even just see it in the mirror and it'll give them that ability to understand where they are and how straight they are and we rarely look at that as an issue but that is one way that you may not be aware of it the other way is obviously if you don't have that kind of feedback if you don't have the mirror your feedback is off you're not actually going to be able to see that so that's why I would suggest that if you are feeling like you're always getting hurt and you don't know why uh, first thing is make sure your techniques on you know make have someone pay attention to your technique, have someone give you uh, an opinion or their opinion on whether your technique is sound or not. The other thing is that you're not ready. And you're not ready really is kind of a, it's a big, big, big topic. It's a very, um, 
it's a very wide open statement. It's not exactly going to be pinpointing anything specific. And the reason that is, is simply because you not being ready could have so many different things, can have so many different levels of you not being ready. You not being ready could be, oh, you just need to kind of make a little tweak and you'll be fine. And you not being ready is you might not even be anywhere close to being able to perform that exercise so for example if i was to take someone to if i was making someone do a i don't know a split squat a bulgarian split squat so their back legs up rear foot elevated split squat whatever you want to call it back legs up uh in a lunge position and they're trying to do it and they can't seem to get it they can't balance they can't control themselves they can't figure it out they they may be someone who has you know absolutely no idea how to control their core but they could also be someone that might just need to, oh, you just need to be aware that your foot is turned in and you need to be turned out so that you can, or lined up straight so that you can adjust that position and your body's just being thrown off because your initial starting point is off. And so that might be a little bit of an adjustment, which kind of ties into you don't know, but your technique, uh, you not being ready could be that as well. So it's very, it's, it's a very touchy situation where it could really fall into both categories, but you not being ready is, is very, is a, is a big one too. It generally hits a lot of individuals. A lot of individuals get into this, uh, get into exercise and aren't really ready for what they're trying to do. And that ties into number two, but I'll get to that in a couple of seconds. What I want to do is give you an idea of how to fix that. If you're not ready, what I would tell you to do is a, make sure you get, uh, get yourself set up with someone who has a very strong understanding of movements. Now, this isn't for everybody. Not a lot of, not everyone needs this. You know, uh, for the most part, some people just need a minor, minor adjustments and their techniques back on. But if you find someone, if you know someone that has a strong understanding of movements, aka yours truly, uh, you can get a lot of that technique stuff broken down and then get back to what you were doing. It doesn't need to be a permanent thing. You just go and see someone that has a good understanding of movements and is able to, you know, rebuild your body from the ground up and then take you and then send you back on your way. I do that with a lot of my clients. A lot of my clients come in, they don't spend their entire time with me. They don't get workout. They don't get fitness programs for me. They don't get weight loss or muscle mass programs. A lot of the time I'm just dealing with people coming in to see me for movement dysfunction. So someone who has uh, an issue with a running pattern, a technique pattern, injuries, recurring injuries, and I basically just rebuild them from the ground up and I just send them back to what they were doing. And usually they'll, they may come back occasionally just for a check-in and just to tune up to make sure that everything's okay. But other than that, you know, if someone likes, you know, doing CrossFit, CrossFit's not bad. I've spoken about this a lot. Um, I have a lot of discussions with, but I don't want to dive into it because I know that's another big discussion. Uh, but you know, some, some individuals are, you know, CrossFit athletes and they'll come and see me and they'll be like, you know, what's wrong? And I say like, well, you know, we just need to do a minor adjustment, a minor adjustment, and then send you back on your way and you're perfectly fine. So that is where you can get, uh, get that fixed up there so that you're not ready. You can get that fixed by making sure you're seeing someone that is specialized in that. Now, ego is number two now that ties in from the first one that you're not ready because ego generally becomes the driving factor in many cases when you're not ready uh and it's it's a really tough subject it's it's obvious i mean let's not beat around the bush here i've dealt with it everyone deals with it like there's no there's no shame in it it happens to everybody you know the gym is a very aggressive place to be it's generally very there's a lot of there's a lot of work going on there's a lot of weight being thrown around there's a lot of egos that are in the room you know everybody wants to to some extent you're either fighting that 
fear of someone else's ego. You're either fighting, finding your own fear and your own, you know, you're, you're the feeling of not being good enough. So sometimes, you know, you try to take that extra step because you want to, you know, reinforce that ego and make yourself feel great about what you're doing. Um, and I know someone may fight me on the word ego because I, 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 I recently heard someone talk about ego and that's not really understanding what the ego was but i'm just talking about like what everybody like the mainstream thought process of what ego means um so that is the that is number two i think that's probably one of the one of the second major issues is uh and what i would say is what you really need to do is have a kind of heart to heart with yourself you need to understand that what you've been doing hasn't really been helping you've been hurting yourself because your ego is getting in the way because you're trying to do more than you should be in a fear that someone else is going to see you and think you're not strong enough don't worry about that they're not going to i mean if they think they're not strong enough great let them think that you need to focus on what you're going to be doing in the gym because what you you need to do is reach your goals and get to where you want to be and not deal with someone else's goals and someone else's judgment of your goals so focus on that put that ego leave it at the door that was our slogan that was the message was literally right above my door um in st john's when i was working there you'd walk in from outside i said leave your ego at the door so and that I really, honestly, I really like that message because it's something that a lot of us need to do is leave our ego at the door when we come into something like this where, you know, that ego can really get in the way and can really slow down our progress. So make sure you do leave that at the door. Uh, number three is lack of variety. I spoke about this in an earlier episode. I don't want to tell you which one because I, it, it was probably really bad. I haven't heard it in a while. I haven't listened to it in a very long time, but I remember it not being so fantastic. So variety is one of those things that can really hurt you. And that ties into the last case uh, a little bit. And I'll touch on that when we get there. But lack of variety can hurt you for a very simple reason. When you do the same movement over and over and over again, your body wants to find the simplest way to get that done. That's why we challenge, that's why you know trainers will try to challenge you as much as they possibly can. They're gonna throw as many different varieties of any exercise they can at you. Uh, you know, It could be something as simple as a squat. A squat can be turned into a front squat, can be turned from a back squat to a front squat, it could be, um, a pause squad could be, you know, chains could be something, it, anything that's going to really start changing up that movement is very simple. You know, you, and that two legged stance can turn from that. I know a deadlift and a squat are not the same thing, but if you can do both, uh, a deadlift is a great way to incorporate two legged movements, but it's going to change up the way your body responds to that movement and it's not going to cause it's going to create some variety now from there you even want to take it a step further so you want to do single leg exercises you want to explore different angles different movement patterns and what that's going to do is that's going to stop your body from getting lazy or finding the easy path that's what you need to be doing to make sure that the variety is not the issue that you are going to be dealing with that's going to be slowing down your progress variety is a huge one and it can be a very big problem it's not the main contributing factor because a lot of individuals will jump into the gym and they'll go to you know there's boot classes are always mixing things up um, personal trainers are always mixing things up and some people take programs online they're always mixing things up so that's okay what i'm talking about is some individuals love to go to the gym they find the routines they get used to the routines those same exercises and then when they're doing them once they take them a little notch higher and they start 
trying to maybe explore something else, their body has been doing one thing for so long that the overlap and the transition, the carryover is not as great because they've never really explored those movements and that's where the injuries lie. So you want to make sure that you're constantly varying up those exercises. I don't mean varying them up like literally every single workout you have to change. You can't do a bicep curl two day, uh, two workouts. No, no, no. That's fine. What I'm talking about is if, you're, if your workout is lasting more than a month and hasn't changed, you want to start changing it because your, your body's starting to adapt to that movement pattern and that's what you want to change. Amongst other things, obviously, very variation is going to help with your progress and your goals and constantly stressing the system. That's great. But what I'm talking about specifically today is the injuries. So that brings me to number four, not warming up uh, ever or just once is really two different things. Now, the reason I put both of these in in a cat, we'll kind of put them side by side, is that they're very. It's it's it brings up a lot of discussion about whether a warm up can actually get you injured or not. Um, and here's here's my argument. Here's my standpoint on that. Not warming up. If you are used to warming up and you're warming up properly, so not just, I don't mean, when I say warm up, I don't mean the typical jump on the treadmill for five minutes. If you haven't seen that episode, definitely head back and get that. That one's a good episode that I think you want to listen to or watch if you guys are watching this on YouTube. I don't mean warming up. I don't mean, you know, if you've done a good proper warm up, if you're used to doing a good proper warm up, if you know that your warm up is targeting your uh, main issues, if you miss it once, the chances that that is going to be the reason you got hurt at the gym is very small. And the reason I say that is that your body is naturally being constantly pushed into a good position. You're just trying to maintenance. You're just trying to maintain that habit by always doing the proper warmups and always doing your activations and your dynamic movements and on all that. That's going to be that shouldn't be the reason. It's rarely the reason. It can, but it's so small, such a very thin slice. What I'm saying is. You know, if you just do the, if you never do your warm ups, yeah, that can be an issue, right? Like if you never do warm ups, period, you always just walk in cold right out of the street and go work out. Yeah, there's a high likelihood of injury. And the reason I say that is simply, it goes back to an episode I spoke about, the episode I spoke about warming up. And simply, I'm gonna to touch on that a little bit, is simply because you spend the majority of your day seated or you spend the majority of your day doing something else for eight hours a day that is very repetitive in nature. And now we're trying to take our bodies and swing it to the opposite direction, completely to the opposite direction. That opens the door to injury because they're two extremes. One is low volume, uh, sorry, low intensity repetitive endurance for eight hours. We built up tolerance for eight hours of that movement. Movement, now we're swinging it to short, high intensity burst, likelihood of injury goes up. So, you know, you, you not warming up ever is a huge issue. You not warming up once, not exactly the biggest issue. And a lot of individuals get confused on that. They generally think that they got injured because they didn't warm up that one time versus uh, they never warm up ever. Usually if you're getting hurt because you're not warming up, it's because you never warm up ever, not because you didn't warm up once. Uh, and so that is generally really easy to fix. Warm up. Simple. You don't know how to warm up. Very simple. Head back to my warm up routine um, episode. I talk about it on Move Better Mondays. I think I speak about it at some point on how to prep your body. It's it's very simple. It carries forward from every single movement. Any movement you want to build on, you want to prepare. It's simple. Foam roll, 
active, uh, actively stretch. And then uh, number three, most importantly, activate. You figured that out, you're good to go. If you know what your weaknesses are, even better, because then you're going to be able to leverage against that and figure out what your weaknesses are and work on those. So very simple fix. The fifth reason, the fifth reason that you're going to be likely high likelihood of injury is if you are an athlete. Now, this is a really interesting discussion because a lot of individuals, this, this really touches into even the training methodology behind working with athletes. So, you know, runners will generally focus on running specific exercises in the gym because they want to improve their performance. They're never really thinking about the injury. Hockey players want to work on hockey specific exercises in the gym because they're not really worried about the injury. They're worried about getting stronger and performance. What we have to understand is that those two words, performance and injury prevention, are almost synonymous. They mean the same thing. The only way for you to improve your performance is not let the ex the movement patterns that are dominating your sport fall into your workouts. If they fall into your workouts, your risk of injury goes up because your body is predisposed to a specific movement that is required for that sport. This is not the same. This is not the case for every sport. This is the case for sports that are putting our bodies in a repetitive position and not exploring a lot of dynamic movements. Hockey is one of them. Big time, big time. Hockey is a big time one of them. Uh, soccer is another one because soccer doesn't really seem like it is, but using your legs to kick a ball and the dynamic movements and the opening up of the hips and the groin issues that are going to happen and the lack of hamstring strength from being from constantly running, standing up straight and not really getting a nice running gait because when you run, you're trying to control the ball so your body's not really using your hamstring the same way and the overpowering quad muscle from kicking the ball and passing the ball, just having that issue can carry itself over because we spend time working on quads working on quads because quads generate power they generate the kick of the ball they generate the shot they generate the pass you know we we work on the groin because we think that's the reason why we're getting injured we never really worry about the hamstring that same thing holds true in hockey hockey we have poor hip mobility because skating is not a natural thing for the body to be doing because it's not natural and we're doing it at a very high intensity for somewhat extended period of time an hour practice hour and a half practice is actually quite a long period of time you're opening yourself up to that injury and that's what you need to prevent. And the way to do that is when you get to the gym, you're making sure, and this is the solution for that, you're making sure that your workouts are designed to kind of uh, work against it and undo the issues that you're going to be doing, that you're going to be creating on the ice and almost bolstering that natural position your body needs to stay in so that it can still kind of leverage the other muscles the best way possible to function better. So that's what you're going to want to do as an athlete. Now I will touch on running. Running is another big one because I did mention it, but I didn't really touch on it as much as I should have because I know that potentially there are a lot of runners that are listening to this. Um, and running is running is one of those sports that can easily run they can easily get away from you because we don't really think about the injuries that are happening one of the injuries that can happen a lot is either tendonitis or knee pain a lot of that comes from alignment of the knees and alignment of the foot and striking of the foot all that musculature gets kind of broken down because what happens is we end up spending a lot of time in a very uh, a very repetitive position in a stance that's 
somewhat natural, but because it's repetitive, because it's extensive, our body starts to wear down. This can be caused by, you know, not recovering, not stretching, not warming up, whatever. But there's a bunch of different things that can cause that. But at the same time, the majority of the problems are from that repetitive movement. So when you get to the gym, you want to make sure that your body is actually trying to prevent against that exact, that specific thing. And, and performance will come. What I want to touch on to, to kind of end off on that note, performance will come. Performance will come very easily. All of my guys squat, all of my guys, my guys, I mean hockey players, all of them, you know, they lunge heavy, they they split squat, they jumps, they do their, all these different, they do all their plyometrics, they do all their explosive stuff, they do all the sled pulls, but the first thing that they do when they come in is focus on making sure that their body is not being kind of strong-armed by their sport, and they're able to get into those positions safely and build a nice structured movement. It's one of the reasons why most of my players don't have unforced injuries. Their injuries come from, you know, getting hit or getting knocked around or, you know, not doing something that kind of causes that injury to happen that is kind of out of their, almost out of their control. So what you need to do for an athlete, as I mentioned, is focus on injury prevention. The performance will come when the injury is being prevented. Injuries are the one thing that can slow you down the most. So the only last thing I'm going to touch on before we close off today and I, and I, and I let you guys get out of here, is the the issue that there's something else that could be going on. Yes, there is something that could be going on, but it's not a high it's not a high rate. Now, something could be like a a bruise that never got dealt with, and now there's a tissue kind of a tissue adherence, and there's a limited movement and limited activity of that muscle, and there's a limited activation of that muscle and bad recruitment of that muscle. I'm not trying to get, I'm not trying to get as, I'm trying to not get too technical in it, but that could cause the hip to be off and then this to be off and that to be off. Those are not as common as we'd like to think. A lot of the issues can be very quickly dealt with where it's just, you know, reactivation of the body, nice clean movement, you know, get the, get the ribs down, get the TVA going. We spoke about TVA a bunch of times on the show uh transverse abdominis that deep muscle that deep core muscle you know getting the hips to fire properly getting the glutes to fire properly you know basic stuff like that can generally remedy a lot of issues uh but there are some times where it's like a special case you need some hands-on work and that might be leading to those injuries that's again you can't really see that you won't really it's very hard to see it in movements sometimes especially when you're dealing with someone who's an athlete you know my hockey players come in the hardest thing for me to deal with is not being able to actually pick up any of their movement dysfunctions i almost have to challenge i almost have to like start throwing a bunch of different exercises at them to see what they're able to do because a lot of these guys will come in and some i have i've had athletes that have come in and just when you look at them when you try to score them on you know movement tests it's they're almost passing with flying colors and it's only until you start getting into it and you start you know spending a couple of days with them that these minor details start coming up because they're such good athletes and they're so good at hiding their dysfunctions that you almost have to kind of break them down over a long over a long run so Sometimes you don't see them, even in the average individual, they're not very obvious because they hide themselves as one of the top four. Bad technique, ego, lack of variety, all that stuff can all kind of blend, can all can all be mimicked by a dysfunction like that. But it's, again, not as common as we'd like to think. 
if you guys have any questions about any of these or if you think there is one that I may have left out, I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, and again, if you are watching this on YouTube, please subscribe. I'd appreciate that. If you can give me a thumbs up and let me know what you guys think of this episode. If you guys are listening on the podcast, thank you again. If it is morning for you, enjoy the rest of your day. And until next time, guys, keep building that foundation. For more fitness tips, tricks, and ideas, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Bobak Owen. That's B-A-B-A-K-O-W-E-N. Music for the Foundation First Fitness Show provided by Beware of Darkness. You can find them on Spotify and iTunes.